what to say, he poured her another glass of wine. It had two bottles between them. You really know how to get to me, she said, drinking it. Paul looks at Elaine. Elaine from the back. Elaine bent over the sink. He looks at Elaine and lifts up her skirt. He presses against her. He starts to pull her pantyhose down. Is that supposed to be funny? she asks, still washing dishes. I don't know, he says, looking at the pan with a roasted lane. The bottom is thick with congealed white fat, veined with bloody juice. He looks at the pan on the counter, imagines dipping his hand into the grease, smearing it over Elaine's ass and fucking her. Her pantyhose are down, just above her knees. The water is running, the dishwasher is running. Unbeknownst to them, the slipper feet of his pajamas, making him stealthy, silent, undetectable, their oldest son, Daniel, has slipped into the room. The kid opens the refrigerator door. Paul turns, sees him, quickly pulls Elaine's skirt down. Elaine stands, embarrassed at the sink. What are you doing? Paul demands. Is there any caviar? Mom said that if there was any caviar left over, I could have it. You should be asleep, Elaine says. Paul points to a small dish on the counter. The kid takes white bread out of the fridge and smears caviar over a piece. Elaine, trying to pretend everything is normal, walks around the kitchen putting things away. She walks with peculiar half-steps, the pantyhose holding her legs together like a big rubber band. The kid makes himself a second caviar sandwich. Enough, Elaine says, taking the dish away from him. It's a delicacy, not a snack. You don't make a meal of it. Do you think I'm weird? The kid asks. Suddenly again, as if he were two again, everything is a question. Is it weird that I'm eating caviar in the middle of the night? Go to bed, Paul says. The kid leaves the room. Paul goes back to Elaine and lifts her skirt again. She turns around. Don't fuck with me, she says, grabbing a carving knife from the counter and pressing it against his neck. What do you mean? You insult me. My cooking. I am my cooking, she says. I'm a good cook. I tried hard, very hard, to make a nice dinner. You used to like lamb roast. You once said it was your favorite food. Even tonight, you edit. You took four pieces. There almost wasn't enough to go around. Luckily, Ben is a vegetarian. She holds the knife against his neck. Her pantyhose is still bunched between her legs. She feels exposed. I was teasing, Paul says, musing about whether anyone had ever been charged with murder by the joy of cooking. If I wanted to kill you, I would just go like this. She pulls the knife across his neck, and the blade breaks his skin, making a shallow slash like a paper cut. A thin line of red springs up on his neck. He runs for the bathroom. She follows him, doing her awkward duck walk. He slams the door, locking her out. The loose molding around the doorframe falls to the floor. It's nothing, she says through the door, pulling her pantyhose up, just in case they have to go to the hospital. Let me see, I'm sure it's fine. It was an accident. 
I'm sorry, I didn't mean to really cut you. Bitch, he says, opening the door. I said I was sorry. She pours peroxide onto a Kleenex and dabs his wound. He winces. Don't be a baby, she says. We were playing your game. She finishes in the kitchen. He holds an ice pack against his neck. To keep the swelling down, he says. What swelling, she asks. It's a cut, not a bite. What do you know about it? They go upstairs. The light in the hall is out, she tells him. We're out of bulbs, he says. Put it on the list, she says. They undress. There is nothing more to say. In the morning, in her half-sleep, Elaine's thoughts race, speeding through a giant checklist, a litany, all she has ever done.